Welcome to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. This show is where Dr. Jason Deitch and myself, Jeff Langmaid, give you a front row seat to our conversations with the current influencers, future leaders, and fantastic people involved in our profession. Hey, what's going on, Smart Chiropractors? Welcome to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. I'm Dr. Jeff Langmaid here with my co-host, Dr. Jason Deitch. Today, we have the opportunity to sit down and chat with Dr. Mac of Mac Performance and Mac Performance Podcast. Mac, thanks for taking some time and chatting with us today. Oh, I'm excited to be here. I can't wait to get my questions and figure out how I can help other chiropractors. I love it. We were talking pre-roll. We have some really cool and unique topics that we're going to dive into on today's podcast. To catch us up to date, I'm going to kickstart with a little bit of a historical question. What got you into chiropractic? Love the practice, love what you are up to, but how'd you get started? Absolutely. So it was one of those things where I was in college, planning on going into medical school of some format. My mom actually is a physical therapist. And when I was looking for post-program, she's like, you should be a chiropractor. And I was like, why? We've never seen one. We've never gone to one. What makes being a chiropractor special? And she's like, well, you get, you don't have to be an employee. You can be your own boss, which frankly, you have too much control issues. You need to be. And you can really work with people. You're active. You like helping people be active. This is going to be the best fit for you. I started researching and got into it. Initially, I thought I was going to be a radiologist. I was so set to be a DAC bar. And then I got the sports bug and I have not looked back in the last seven years and have just gone full steam into sports, and I have no regrets. That is awesome. Uh, for those that don't know, we'll put links down below, but uh, one of the things that you've been doing, one of the many things you've been doing that's exceptional is your podcast. Uh, I would love for you to share more about uh, kind of everything you can, you know, what inspired you to do it, uh, how did you choose podcasting versus other formats? What inspires you? Who's your audience? And I also noticed that you do something unique and uh, we'd like to hear how effective as it re relates to you have a Patreon uh, set up so that not only do you do a podcast, but you invite subscribers to in fact pay you or donate to you as a byproduct uh, of the value that they receive from what you're doing. I don't know. We haven't interviewed any other chiropractors who have done that Patreon part of it. So lots to unpack there. What drove you into podcasting? What, you know, what is that all about? What kind of feedback do you get? Who's your audience? And uh, to whatever degree you can sort of share with us your experience generating monthly recurring revenue by sharing your knowledge, that all aligns perfectly with our brand new book, The Payday Practice. We'd love to learn more. Absolutely. So when looking at why podcasting, I was looking at what format of media was the least stressful for me to curate. I despise writing. So blogging was out. It causes me so much stress and anxiety. I just was like, nope, that's not my thing. Filming, I am awkward on camera. Like you put me in front of a camera and I get really weird that wasn't really feeling well, so I tried YouTubing to hit or miss. But it was something I could do speaking. No one had to see how awkward. I could edit it as many times as I needed to to sound flawless. And then I could reach a larger audience than what my clinic could see. So all through school, we got encouraged to help as many people as we possibly could. 
with living their fullest, healthiest life. And I went, how can I help people not only in my tiny neighborhood and across the entire world, who can I help? How can I get them better faster and keep them better longer? What's the best media? Podcasting. And it's the least expensive, really. For those who don't know, maybe just unpack a little bit about what Patreon is and how do you think about how that fits in with your podcast and what's been your experience with it so far? So Patreon is really just a platform that allows me to have subscribers and then I can provide them private content that they have paid extra for. So I have some videos that I have only released on Patreon. I have some podcast episodes where let's say an interview went off the rail. I'm always trying to provide evidence-based content. And well, sometimes I'll have a guest come on and it just doesn't quite flow the way I want it to. Those become Patreon episodes where I can go back in and provide the research content on why this isn't the right episode to air on the main page and why they need to watch out for providers saying these things or why they need to watch out for individuals saying these things. There are so many health coaches that came out of the pandemic where people are like, oh, I'm at home. I can become a coach. And they are all touting the, I can do this for you. You can lose this weight. You can blah, blah, blah. Well, who's doing it right? Who's doing it wrong? I put that content out to my Patreon providers. There is quite a bit of free content on the podcast, but there is additional, more nuanced content. And then my Patreon subscribers also get to make episode suggestions. So if there's something they're searching for, they want a specific episode, that is what they get tailored content to them that other subscribers don't have or that have gone on the main page. Now, podcasting can kind of be a scary place to broach when you're looking at all the different types of places it can be, but the way it's set up where you put it on one and it feeds it out into the ether for you made it so accessible from a technologically okay person. That is awesome. And, you know, we talk about in our book, The Payday Practice, the uh, concept of generating monthly recurring revenue uh, to basically offset your expenses. You know, you've got monthly recurring expenses. You might as well focus on generating monthly recurring revenue. Has that been helpful for you? Can you speak to kind of what changes in your philosophy or finances or sense of financial freedom when you know you've got a predictable source of monthly revenue on, let's say, the first of every month or monthly that you know is coming in as a result of uh, subscription services? It's been helpful. I've been using my Patreon content to do my continuing education. So I kind of use that to offset those costs so that I don't have to worry about it. When I see something coming up, I just go to my Patreon and I pull from that bucket. So it just lives in Patreon as like a little cash source that I have nestled away that I can pull from whenever I need it to go do something. So if there's a really cool seminar and I want to go to it, I don't have to worry about pulling from my business in the traditional sense to take care of it. Other places that I've created monthly cash flow. So I have a small gym 
single gym that I have uh, some personal training and strength and conditioning coaches that do one-on-one training sessions. And then they pay me a, a monthly rental fee to use that space. So I also teach at a university, so I'm not always in my practice. I have a little, I'm kind of, the bottom line is I am all over the place and I like it that way. It feeds into my ADHD. I never get bored. But when I'm not in my practice, that's when my strength and conditioning and personal trainers are there. So my clinic is still being utilized. It's still generating revenue for me, even when I'm not directly in it. And then they send their patients to me. So if our appointment times overlap. A lot of times the patients are like, oh, you're here. Do you have an opening? And they'll just hop on my schedule. It is really a slick system for just having that space that exists. And I pretty much don't have to pay for any of it. I just get to go play when I want to. That is fantastic. There are so many chiropractors probably listening and watching right now that can literally look to the left or right in their own space and be like, wow, I have a beautiful facility. That sits here and collects dust whenever I'm not here. And it's absolutely nuts. But that's the way that most chiropractors practice. I love to hear that you're doing a little bit different. There's business savvy involved with with, with what you're doing. You're probably playing down a little bit here. Uh, but I'd love to unpack that a little bit more, which is maybe potentially what was a struggle that you had getting that up and running, either finding tenant, whatever it might be. Or if it was pretty easy, what do you see when you speak with other chiropractors as their biggest hurdle? And what bit of advice would you offer if somebody listening and watching is like, man, I should be doing that. I just don't know where to start. So this was something I implemented right after the pandemic came in. So when I first opened my practice, I actually rented from another chiro, opened in a singular room space tried to keep all my overhead costs so that I could accrue the income to then move into my own space and then create this little mini gym. And so I have a PRX system in there. I have some sandbags. I have what the trainers need to work with their clients. And then I already had, they were already patients of mine. So I had gone into gyms and worked out and worked with them. And then we had talked back and forth. They came in and saw me. They would start referring patients and they're like, a lot of them lost their jobs during the pandemic. And they went, hey, I'm doing this solo thing, but I'm looking for a space to be in. And I'm like, hey, got a great space here. And because I'm not a gym, they don't have trainers that they're competing with. So they can just come in, use the space, or if their client doesn't have access to a gym and doesn't want to pay a monthly gym fee, which can be a barrier to their client being able to work out, here's a space that has all the equipment that is taken care of that they have access to. So what I did is I am in a office, a multi-office suite area. I pop the lock off the door and I put in a keypad. And then I have another door on the inside that separates my clinical space from my rehab space. This way I can keep my HIPAA and all my uh, patient information safe, When I'm not there, no one has access to that space unless I'm physically in the building. But then the rehab space is more or less a free-for-all for for them to utilize. And then I have an online site that they go onto and they can just book, hey, I have this space, you have that space. That's how they kind of organize it. So they pay for what they use. If they don't use it, they don't have to pay for it, which has made them super happy and makes it more beneficial to them. And then they send me their friends 
So it's really just a self-generating little side cycle that I'm just like, eh, I'm here, I exist. And it's it's a great source of new patients uh, that are referrals, not deal shoppers. Um, it, it, it makes all the sense. And, it, and you're obviously thinking, uh, I'll say very smartly about it all. Um, can you speak to, I guess, how you think about generating this money, not just bending over a table yourself transactionally one-on-one, -on -one, but how that type of thinking leads to that type of revenue and how that type of revenue frees you up in order to be able to really focus on the things you do most want to do, which, as you said, is partially be in practice, partially teach. Um, and if anybody uh, is curious to learn more about how you get involved in sports, check out Mac's About page at MacPerformanceClinic.com. And we'll see that you're extremely involved with a lot of local sports teams. And I'm guessing that's because you love to do it, not because you need more new patients. Can you speak to the freedom that this type of thinking gives you and anything you care to share about sort of your impact and passion in sports? Yeah, absolutely. So I recognized one thing is that I really don't enjoy just being in practice adjusting people. That is not my passion. I like to be on a team out in the wild, so to speak, not necessarily just camped into a clinic, treating the athletes in their environment of what they're doing. So, for example, in the summer, uh, from about June to August, I actually shutter my clinic. I don't see any patients. And I go on the road with a competitive marching band across the Midwest. I have anywhere between 80 to 120 athletes on my team and they are destroying their bodies, marching nine hours a day, training to do insane performances uh, with ridiculous props and half the time running into each other, knocking each other out. And they just need someone to take care of the musculoskeletally. And that's where I fit in. And that is so much more fun and fills my cup where I love working with my patients in my practice. Don't get me wrong, but it's kind of gets boring. <laughs> and I just, it's something I like to be everywhere. Uh, I like to do on sidelines. I like emergencies. So I'm a chiropractor. I have my CCSP. I have my C um, ICSC through the international sports, but I'm also an EMT. So I like to be kind of in the moment with my athletes. And then when they have a problem, I can be like, here's where we're at. We can start your rehab right here, right now on the sidelines so we can start working through some ranges of motion. You haven't broken anything. You don't need any more imaging or, hey, let's get some imaging. Let's brace this. Let's get that taken care of. But then here's how we get into our rehab. Here's what you need to do over the next 72 hours to best set yourself up for success. That's where I have a lot of fun. And let's dive into that a little bit because we were talking pre-roll specifically related to sports and athletics, and you've had, you know, focus and affinity, you know, and attraction with, uh, uh, I'm going to say an underserved portion of athletics. We've discussed with many docs on this podcast, and a, you know, NFL, NBA, MLB docs, uh, and you kind of know who they're taking care of, right? You know, uh, you know guys are a lot bigger and stronger than I am. Let's put it that way. Uh, but you focus in the trans and non-binary world and specifically how it relates to sports performance care, which is, I mean, that is a niche within a niche. We talk about niching down. That is super specific. 
how did that come to be? What is what what would potentially be the differences working with that population as opposed to what I refer to as a traditional sports population, as somebody listening and watching might think of? I'd love to have your insights on it. Oh, absolutely. So one thing I looked at was like, who's in the NFL? Who's in the MLB? Who's doing our uh, NHL? And the thing I found is like, to get into that arena, it's kind of luck for those docs or being in the right place at the right time. And that is something I was like, you know what? Where are my athletes that need care that aren't receiving care? Because one, they're hands down going to seek us out or they may not even know we exist and how can we help them? So I got really lucky right out of graduation. I did a sport residency at Northwestern Health Sciences. And through that two-year residency, I got pushed into sports I had never heard of. Like, if you're from Australia, you're going to be like, how have you never heard of this? If you're in the United States, you might be like, what is that? Australian rules football, which if you've never watched it, you are missing out. That game is amazing. So many athletes. Each side is 22. They're on a field bigger than a soccer field. It moves like soccer, hits like rugby. So good. But there's teams across the U.S. that don't have providers. And they're high-level athletes. There's a great team to get experience with. Professional women's football. So the WFA has over 60 teams across the country. I think there are three teams that have chiropractors. Drum Corps International, my marching band. I know of one other Cairo working within that population. And that is a sport where there is some significant money. Each athlete is playing three to $4,000 a season to participate. There is no reason why you can't step into that arena and be well compensated for your care there. It's just not the team you're th or the sports you're thinking of. And they're so grateful for you to be there. Like, Professional athletes, frankly, they cannot be nice and very arrogant. But these athletes are very down-to-earth, fun people. Now, I work with women's football, Minnesota roller derby. My band, specifically the LGBTQ plus population, is huge within these sports that I work with. And then I have a number of trans athletes, non-binary, learning how to communicate and work with them and specifically like non-binary who may be wearing binders, how does that affect their ability to get air in as that's constricting their chest? How do I make my space, my treatment somewhere where they feel affirmed in how they are and not create a medical trauma? Because these individuals end up avoiding the doctor because they just have to teach their provider every time they go into that space. So I have stepped into there because there wasn't anybody there. And uh, frankly, they're fun. Interesting, interesting people. They do crazy things. But just a really fun bunch of people that really appreciate what we can do trying to avoid surgery, trying to avoid being put on medications, trying to just be the best athlete and not necessarily being able to access it because they don't have the massive resources that a men's team would have. Mac, it sounds like there's a, a massive need that uh, could be filled. Uh, hopefully thousands of chiropractors listening. If somebody's interested in getting involved, what would you recommend that they do? 
Google. Google where the nearest team is. See what's there and reach out. Even if your state does not have a professional men's team, it does not mean there isn't a women's team there. Here in Minnesota, we have the Minnesota Vixen. We have the Minnesota Minx. South Dakota has the Snow Leopards. I think there are three or four Wisconsin teams. There's an Iowa team. I'm sorry, I'm in the Midwest. That's just, these are the people we play. But they're just located all over the place for professional women's football. For Drum Corps International, that is a event that has been going on for close to 60 years now. And some of those teams are so well-established. They have comprehensive medical teams, and they're always looking for that next thing to bring that makes their uh, performance that much better than the next. I mean, these athletes are performing for 12 minutes. It's a 12-minute sprint, sometimes carrying a 45-pound instrument. They need our care. And there's just no kairos to take care of them or no one's thinking about taking care of them. Because if you're not in band, it's such a niche. I didn't know it existed until someone went, hey, you want to do something kind of crazy? And I was like, yeah, that I'll do that. That sounds fun. Oh, I think it's fantastic. And you've opened many, many listeners and viewers' uh, eyes and ears to opportunities that are dramatically untapped, needs that are dramatically unfulfilled. And that's going to change not only the person delivering the care's life, but of course, the people receiving the care as well. So uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing today. We touched on a lot of topics. They were all awesome. We will be sure to drop links down below. So if you're listening and watching and want to connect with Dr. Mack, check out the podcast for sure and subscribe. We'll drop those links down below. Thank you so much for taking time and chatting with us today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for listening to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. Join us again next week for another episode and leave us a review when you have a moment. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Chiropractor. The Smart Chiropractor can deliver more new patients, better retention, and more consistent reactivations to your practice without spending any money on paid advertising. Learn more and get started today at thesmartchiropractor.com.